Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrived, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer perceived value and everything that touches. Today, I've got a great guest, Trisha Ben, uh, who is I've known uh, for a couple years now and couldn't be more proud to be uh, in her circle. Trisha works with the C-Suite Network. She heads up their hero club. Uh, Trisha, say hello, and if you would, go ahead and, and give some contact information. Yes, so Trisha Ben, uh, I am the general manager of the Hero Club. I'm so uh, thrilled and honored to be part of our executive leadership team, uh, leading the build of our entire community, though, in C-Suite Network, which uh, has been just a tremendous um, journey. And uh, so reaching me is very simple. Uh, should I give my email, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. Oh, sure. Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A, period, B-E-N-N at c-suite, S-U-I-T-E, network.com. You can always go to the heroceoclub.com website or the C-Suite Network website. Um, but, uh, but please do reach out. Uh, this, is, this is a time more than ever that none of us as executives and builders of our businesses should uh, feel in any way alone. And we're all going through the same challenges and um, and there's some unique you know sort of twists and turns along the way, but um, but this is a phenomenal time to be uh, bringing ourselves together as a community, helping each other and succeeding, um, so that we can do everything we're promised to do as leaders in our communities. That's great. And full disclosure for everybody, I am uh, a member of the C-suite network. I'm an advisor. I'm very active. Um, I am thrilled to be involved with a great supportive bunch of people um, that is mutually supportive and right now for those of you who are listening to this later we are recording this right in the meat of the COVID-19 lockdown uh, so you will hear us you know hopefully you're listening to this after everything is all over but right now I think we're learning a great number of lessons and one of the great things and one of the wonderful things that I, I love being close to Trisha and um, and being swimming in, in her circle is the Hero Club. So tell us a little bit more about the Hero Club, Trisha. The Hero Club is a, an invitation only a group of CEOs, founders, and investors that, or the equivalent titles, that are all pledged to lead with integrity, transparency, give back to their communities, and share in their success. And so it's just this tremendous group that understand that with great success comes great responsibility. And they want to be great stewards of that responsibility. And so now truly is the time of heroes. It's time to step up and be the best leader that we aspire to be. I always say, you know, none of us would call ourselves heroes. We just aspire to be heroes every day, you know, and every once in a while we get to put on that cape 
and do the right thing and really um, and really bring through the win and and most importantly help everyone in the communities we serve whether it's our employees our partners our wider communities that we do we, we have our businesses and run our businesses in um, our customers and so on um, it's it's uh, it's the opportunity to raise them up and have them empowered to be their own heroes as well yeah. and and have the impact in their communities so um, yeah time for heroes yeah it's it's um, if, if you're anywhere near LinkedIn, uh, right now, you hear everybody saying, stop trying to sell so hard, just be of help, be of service. And and of course, that reflects what I you know, have written in my Radical Value book, which is your job as a salesman is to figure out how to grow your customer's business, how to do well for your customer, how to add value. And that ethos runs really parallel to the the hero club so it's it's really great to have kindred spirits like you trisha thank you so much mark i mean you know uh, we have been friends i think since the moment we saw each other it's just one of those things that happens where you just you know you you recognize somebody that comes from that same space and and these are values that we've built our whole network on and to be able to be there with people right now, supporting in the best way you can. And for everybody that runs different businesses, that's all different ways. Because the fact of the matter is, our value isn't in, uh, as you pointed out, it's not in selling, it's serving. It's solving problems. And people have a lot of problems right now. It's our job to figure out how to solve them. So it also doesn't mean you have to be giving things for free nor would you in the normal course of running your business. What it does mean is that you're really there solving problems as best you can and treating people that you want to serve as your partner in coming up with great solutions. Yeah. And I was, I was saying uh, earlier today, you know, we had a woman on one of our calls and we've been huddling with our members as much as humanly possible. We've just been surrounding everybody and supporting everyone and inspiring and sharing as much, you know, tactical and strategic information as we possibly can. And we had one uh, person join one of our calls, an executive uh, in our membership who's doing incredibly well. And she must have apologized five times in less than five minutes. And finally, we had to say, please stop apologizing. <laughs> what we all want is fabulous success right now. What our communities are counting on us for is fabulous success so that we have jobs, so that people can feed their families. I mean, we need an economy that's running. So don't apologize for success. Apologize if you're not sharing that. Apologize if you're not having great impact with that success. If you're not paying it forward, if you're not uh, empowering those around you to either learn from that so that they can be moving things forward in challenging times, or you know, creating opportunities for others within your organization to be stepping up and doing the same and so on. So apologize for not doing the right things with, with success. Yeah. And again, you know, we've been really focused on business continuity. That's the way it always should be. It just so happens we're all kind of feeling pain at the same time. But at the end of the day, what it's about is creating great success that creates more success and great impact. If you're not using your success to do that, whether it's today, yesterday, tomorrow, as I said earlier, then then that's something to apologize for. Yeah. Otherwise, move faster. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. I uh, there's there's so many things to unpack. My my mind was um, whirling with all the things that. And unfortunately, I was thinking what I was going to say next because, but um, to be of value, to be of service, to be present 
for others to and so that mindset and that intent to be of service to others um and you've done some research um that shows that living those values that integrity transparency uh, being a good steward makes you more successful tell me about that it it absolutely does there is not a study that doesn't show that that extra where you're actually in service of um, doesn't create you know greater profitability greater commitment and loyalty from employees and customers all the things that cost us money greater in ability to innovate and adapt um, we call it the hero factor with the hero club and my business partner Jeffrey Hazlett uh, wrote the hero factor book it's beautifully laid out page 12 for anyone who has the book or if you're going to get the book um, operational success and the alignment of our mission values and people that get both of those moving in the right direction, that is where you see that greatest success. And that's what we're focused on. And, and certainly, you know, right now, we're wrapping around all of our members because we have all of that strained at the same time. So we want to be there to be able to support that community because in terms of great leadership for people where that kind of leadership matters and we know it's, it's so precious, so valuable, um, we want to be able to support leading on all of those fronts as we're adjusting, you know, right now, every day, every hour. But at the end of the day, that is what business is today. We have to be able to adapt quickly. And I think your whole proposition and working with you, Mark, on, you know, what is the value you're bringing? You need to really think to what is the value you're bringing as a leader and certainly for us as leaders of leaders <laughs> um, and, and, and make sure you're delivering on it. And you know, ironically, I just was going through clearing out my desk last night. I had some things I needed to do uh, online. And so, you know, I was going through some papers and I found a sheet from one of our executive leadership meetings, just, a, uh, I want to say about four or five months ago outlining our values. And I was so proud as I read these words to myself um, because this is what we're delivering on today and all the things that we're doing for our members and what we've been doing since the start of this crisis. And I think, you know, that, that sense of connectivity and community, um, it's, it's, um, it's so important to keep that at the heart of everything you do. And, and I will say, our business has been pinched. I mean, we have a number of businesses that we've been building and the whole entire C-suite network ecosystem. There are a lot of places where we've been pinched um, and, and are very challenging for us. Um, our events was a big part of our, our, our business and certainly our budget for our revenue for the year. And now we're moving all of them virtual. That changes our business model considerably. Having said that, on our membership side, we've never had so many members joining. In the last three weeks, we've had more new members than we ever have. And yeah. so, you know, there's, there's, and that's why I say, just because you're serving doesn't mean that it's free, but our business model changed considerably in the last three weeks. Yeah, I've, I've said to, um, and, and actually that's kind of my, my give, my business first responder, mm -hmm. what I can do right now. Um, I know that companies before this, before COVID hit, companies didn't understand their value. McKinsey said only 22, 24% of directors on boards of directors understood the value. I through over a, and 
through a hundred colleagues, also sales consultants, every methodology you can think of, um, hundred thousand different opportunity reviews can tell you that salespeople are really bad at understanding customer value. And as poorly as you understood customer value before, and I guarantee you it's poor, it was poor, it changed. Mm -hmm. Your customer value changed from something you barely understood to something completely different. And so I tell people, let's sit down and, and talk about. So you and I actually, with, with your team, we did an exercise where we tried to understand your value to mm -hmm. your customers. Mm -hmm. And as you think back on that exercise, that was, we did that before the, you know, the fall of man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but can you imagine that maybe there's new value or different value or some of those different elements are much more important now than they used to be. Maybe they're there, but mm -hmm. instead of being, yeah, that's a potential value, but I don't think that's going to be the big hitter. Suddenly. Uh, things that were minor are major, mm -hmm. things that were someday are yesterday. I think absolutely. You know, one that's really stood out to me, Mark, and I think you'll appreciate this, and so many of your listeners will, is um, our membership model. So we would not necessarily have said that was a real feature of what was valuable or important about what we did. And now I, I can't think of anything that's actually more important in a strange way. So our membership model is you're paying a membership fee that lasts through the year in being involved in C-suite network and leading in different ways and participating in different ways. That membership means that we're committed and we're promised to you for the entire year, every day, every night, every weekend, <laughs> we're promised to be there for you. And that model in today's environment really brings to the forefront how critical our value is. Because when all this happened, we didn't sit back for a minute. We were out front organizing discussions, strategies, tactics. Just this weekend, we were on a two-hour call arranging a new partner that provides agnostic bridge loans. You know, we are out in front delivering for our members every minute we can. And that value prop standing up against here's you know three or four day event where you get to be a celebrity and we take a picture and you meet a couple famous people um clearly a completely different value prop and one that i am so honored and proud of because our values in building our businesses are about authenticity are about amazing? real connection right yeah isn't that amazing you know i can i can i happen to have your, your video and I happen to know you so I can see the passion and mm -hmm. the genuineness of how you approach that. Uh, you're not just saying that you're there for your members, you live that. And um, I, you know, I, I, I thank you and Jeff and, and everybody for living that. But if we take that into what's going to what's diff what's changed now with covid and what's the new normal going to be um here's my hypothesis and i'd love yeah. to hear you comment on that is that you actually had the research that said managing your company to values led to greater success mm -hmm. and the companies that are now instead of saying hey pay your invoice right now or let's keep this sale going. The, the companies that are sensitive saying, what's changed? What can I do? 
um, those companies are setting themselves up to be the ones in the longer term. And there isn't going to be a new normal singular. We are going to have a series of normals. It's going to be a rolling set of changes. Just like we had this step change to social distancing and lockdown as things open up, as businesses, as we go back out and find uh, a lot of empty commercial real estate uh, from failed businesses, there's going to just be a whole slowly rolling set of changes. But the constant, here's my hypothesis, the constant is going to be the, the people who succeed, the businesses that succeed are going to be the ones that are there to be of service. I could not possibly agree more. And, and I think that there are a few really important learnings uh, that some of us have experienced several times now. Some are going through it for the first time. But uh, that, the connectivity, the depth of relationship right now is so powerful, so palpable. You can truly connect and, and serve and help and um, create lifelong bonds in the moment. The other thing that's really interesting is if there's any part of you, any part of anyone that's listening, whether it's now or any other challenge that you're facing, this, this is a time when you say, okay, there's tough situation, there's a tough situation going on. What can I do? What is the action I can put in place to make sure that I'm keeping on track and I am doing what I need to do to move forward. And you know, the, 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 the strangeness of the challenge means that you actually have opportunities you wouldn't have otherwise. I was speaking with a, a member of mine who's a new founder, hasn't been through one of these crises before and doesn't know what that feels like. And when I spoke with him two weeks ago, he said, oh my goodness, Trisha, there's just nothing I can do. You know, we are brand new. We're trying to look for uh, new clients to take us on and experience us, get some great pilot studies under our belts and so on. Now this has happened. We just don't even know what we're going to do. And I said, well, listen, here's the thing. Everybody needs their problem solved right now. So if you've got a solution that will solve someone's problem, I don't care if you're from a $20 billion company, which I have been, or a startup, which I have been. If you've got a solution that will solve someone's problem right now, they will try it. And so it levels the playing field. And so there's just, you know, that's a unique opportunity that hopefully you know, knock on wood won't happen for years again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I harp on this, but if you have a solution that will solve their problems, you're absolutely right. You'll be successful. Right now, though, I think it takes some bedside manner and you need to go more, a little more slowly to, to understand their problems and walk people through. Uh, and here's why. Right now, people are stressed. Stress raises the adrenaline and cortisol levels in our bloodstream. What happens when you have higher adrenaline in your bloodstream is that the higher order thinking centers in your brain shut down or are attenuated. And that's because your body's working as designed because the caveman who decided he was going to try to negotiate with the cave bear, did not successfully trans, uh, pass their genes on. So when we're stressed, we aren't thinking as clearly and we are in a tunnel vision fog. So if you have something to offer, now's the time to be empathetic and listen, let people vent, 
and then align and connect your solution to their problems that you've discovered while you're being empathetic. And this was always the game of highly professional sales, but never has it been more important. It was always, boy, the, the great salespeople do that and good people, good salespeople can get by without it. But I don't know that good people are going to, good salespeople are going to get by as well as they used to. I think it, you really truly have to be coming from that place of how you're listening and how you're solving the problem. And when you say that's the higher level, you know, sales positioning, it, it is the human level positioning as well. It, yeah. You know, my degrees are in sociology and anthropology, Mark. I had no idea that I would love business, that I would be so incredibly, you know, quote unquote natural at selling. Um, and, and, but the thing for me is I'm just solving problems. I'm looking at, okay, what do I have? What, what is the problem that I'm trying to solve for? How do I solve it? And who do I know that can help solve it? Yes. So, you know, this is really the time to look at, as you said, listening, figuring out how might that problem be solved and then picking pieces to get, you know, picking pieces that you have in your repertoire and putting them together for somebody. So, you know, a good salesperson never says my solution is the only one. That's nonsense. You've got this problem. Well, my solution isn't built for that, but guess what? I know Mark <laughs> and he can solve your value problems, you know? Yeah. And, and so, and, and, and that's the way you do it. You become that trusted source where you truly are listening to what the challenge is and figuring out ways to help. And the more that you can create that connectivity, it comes back to you tenfold because they're looking for ways to help you solve your problems, which might be that you're trying to sell a new product or help people understand what a great product you have or service yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that just comes back to you tenfold. So I think to your point, it's really just not a script. It's not a script. It's, it's more the, the listening and truly problem solving as best you possibly can, because our network and the connectivity is really important right now. So it just emphasizes the value of that. Um, yeah. certainly we extensively. In, within this, the C-suite network and within the Thought Council, uh, we talk about five keeps. Mm -hmm. And yes. those are, I, I'd like to have you kind of articulate those for our listeners because those are the things we've got to do for the next six weeks. I think I have another one that I, I've talked about before that I'd like to add, but go ahead and give those five keeps. Fantastic. So, so what we've talked about is let's think about the strategy. We do not need to solve the whole world's problems. Most of us are, uh, you know, we struggle every day to solve our own problems, let alone the world's problems. So the focus is 60 days, right? So how do we work through 60 days? So we get through this as successfully as we possibly can. We know everybody's counting on us. That's just the way it is as executive leaders. And then, and then set ourselves up for the success when things swing back, right? Or whatever the new normal is to be successful in that and create opportunity, create jobs, create wealth that we need uh, for our people. And so the five keeps that we focused on are keep your customers engaged. So make sure you're having those conversations. We all know you never run when people need you, <laughs> even if you're just there to listen. Um, you want to keep your employees focused. So we've done huddles every day uh, with our different teams. I meet with my sales team every morning. Most mornings I'm saying, way to go team. 
you're out there, you're communicating, you're reaching out, you're letting people know we genuinely care about them. And we're figuring out how we make things work for people so we can bring them into the fold, make sure they're getting the support they need because now they need us and, they, and, and we wanna make sure they know we're here for them. Keep the cash flowing. So don't apologize for success. See where you're getting that traction and move that forward. We've completely pivoted our business probably a year or two ahead of where we would have had everything gone in the normal trajectory over the last few weeks. It didn't. So we've completely pivoted. And there's some things, we, as I said, we're probably a year or two ahead of where we would have been otherwise. Really great learnings, really exciting. And we're gonna push that forward as hard and fast as we can to really be able to support the community and get set for the other things that we have planned and in our strategy and so on. But we're gonna adjust, we're gonna, we're gonna be greater for it. Um, and that will benefit the whole community. Um, we wanna keep continuity. So immediately we said, no cancellations. <laughs> we will not cancel anything. So we have not canceled anything. We have moved meetings virtual. Uh, we have inspired ourselves and our team and our community to make them even greater than they would be if we were in person. That's a bar to meet, and we're, we're having fun with that. It has been incredible, and we've got more to come. We're working on uh, using different technologies and so on, and, and so keep that business continuity, the sense of normal. Mark, you mentioned people feel, they can feel traumatized, you know, almost in this environment. And that brings back the psychology and the physiological reaction of the tra any trauma you felt. So you have to understand that when you say this meeting's being canceled, there's terrible things happening out there. there th that is going to just add to the unrest, the unease, and the, 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 um, uh, the static <laughs> approach of people getting frozen, you know, yep. so we're using all action oriented language, everything moving forward as it would, and maybe even better in some circumstances uh, and ahead of schedule. And then keeping your spirits. So making sure you have a place where you can go, let your guard down. You know, with the Hero Club, we huddle every Friday afternoon. We share out what's going on, what challenges are people facing? They've done their PPP loans, where do they stand with that? Has the banker gotten back to them? You know, the, these are things we're working through. And then what do we do from a health perspective? How do we protect our employees? What benefits, how can we save costs? We have members in our group that, that have ways that you can save costs on healthcare by providing more. And we've actually just done that with our business. We're saving money and we're providing way more in terms of benefits. So, you know, these are things we can share together and make sure that we're keeping our spirits up, not, not, not burying the challenges, sharing them out, and then those practical solutions. So, so those are the five keeps. Keep your customers engaged, your employees focused, your cash flowing, the continuity in everything you do, and it's certainly the language you're using, and keeping your spirits up and making sure you're, you're uh, you know, as much as possible supporting everyone around you and keeping their spirits up and knowing there are things they can do to move things forward. We're not frozen in place. There's a lot we can do and nobody more suited to that than executives who have the ability, the resources, the influence and so on to be able to make, um, you know, real impact in everything that we're doing. What a great message to, to, to tie it all together, what we need to do. I kind of teased that maybe there's something additional and it's not additional, it's woven through that. And that is, as I said before, understand how your value has changed to your customers so that as you're developing that continuity plan, well, we're changing to virtual. And so how do we keep the value while we're delivering 
in a virtual standpoint. So you need to understand what your value is, what has changed to, and what you're going to do about it. And then I, I think knowing that we understand, so many companies really misunderstand or don't know their value now. And their value went from something they barely knew to something they just are completely mystified by. Um, these five keeps help us in the short term, make sure that we're, we're keeping body and soul together, keeping every, keeping our team together. But in the next four to six weeks, in that same 60 days, I think two to four weeks, people should be figuring out how did your value change? Another two to four weeks, depending on how big a company and how agile you are, figure out what you're going to do about it. And then put a cadence in place so that as the normal keeps rolling and shifting, you're reevaluating that and staying on top of how your value is changing and what you can do about it. Um, I don't know that that's different. Or I don't know if it's additional or woven through, but uh, I love the five keeps and I love how it ties in with just understanding and being relentless about understanding your value. Yes. Well, and, and value is such an interesting term if you think through it. So, so I do believe, Mark, we're going from the sprint to the marathon. And so there's the value that you provide in terms of leading your organization and, and the, what your organization provides. There's you as an individual. And so to your point, you know, you need to look at your value as well and make sure you're taking care of yourself because this sprint is becoming a marathon. And a lot of us, you know, we, we, we are leading our group, we're doing all the five keeps. And, you know, we also need to make sure that we are valuing ourselves and taking care of ourselves in terms of what we can deliver and what we need to be able to deliver that. Yeah. I've been very conscientious the last several days about getting out at least once or twice a day to walk. Um, you know, just, I know that in order for me to keep providing value, I need to be sleeping well. I need to be getting exercise. I need to be eating well. You know, those, those are things that we have to do in valuing ourselves and what we can deliver to everyone that we support and, and serve as well. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, Trisha, this has just been marvelous. Um, I will be able to go into the rest of my day really refreshed and renewed uh, from having talked to you. So thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, go ahead and give your thank contact you. information again, and uh, then we'll sign off. Thank, thank you so much, Mark. And thank you so much for leading this community and creating the opportunity for this really important conversation and for all the leadership uh, in our C-suite network. Uh, for your listeners, I don't know if they know, you are uh, one of our uh, absolute top leaders in our organization and we're so thrilled to have you be part of it and be leading the way that you do. The, the first responder call, uh, that's, that's who you are. That's who we are, and, and it's so great to be shoulder to shoulder with you uh, through this. So uh, my email address, again, is just Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A, period, Ben, B-E-N-N, at C-suite, S-U-I-T-E, network.com, and you can go to the C-suite, network.com website or the Hero Club, uh, the, the, uh, the Hero Club, uh, Hero CEO Club.com website. Great. 
Thanks, Tricia. So this has been the Value Clarity Podcast. I really uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, at Value Clarity Podcast, we believe that customer perceived value is just that. So value exists only in your customer's head, which means that your success is all in your customer's head. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Well, it ain't easy, cause value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're gonna drive both of you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues, cause you'll be singing those old, don't know value blues. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.